parental consent uh, policies. So I just wanted to know if there are any specific ones that you didn't touch on that are, you know, kind of up and coming that we're seeing now. Um, I'm basically, that's what I spent most of the time talking about things that states have done and things that we don't do for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to abortion, there's a little bit of a lag between when abortions happen and when data comes out. The CDC data, I think the most recent year they released is 2008. So I think that um, you know, we really know a lot about public funding restrictions and we know a lot about parental involvement. There's also a body of research, not as large on informed consent laws, mm-hmm. and the important thing there is they really have to be designed the right way. They typically have to require two separate trips to the clinic. Uh, that kind of raises the economic cost of, of getting an abortion, especially for women in rural areas or women who live far away. And I think there's good evidence from Mississippi and a few other states that have done them uh, that they've been effective as well. And, and, and part of, is what is it accurate to say, like, the, one of the reasons those are effective is, as you said, the cost element of it? Yeah, right now, I mean, um, essentially, you know, I have some concerns with how well a lot of those informed consent laws are enforced. That okay. With like things like public funding, if the money doesn't show up, that's self-enforcing. With informed consent, you're kind of relying on the clinic to supervise itself, which it may or may not do. But essentially, if you get situations where um, you know people have to make the two separate trips, that does raise the economic cost. That does get the, the numbers down. And I could even study studies of the Mississippi law that back that up. Okay.